Hi, this is Emily Bernal, and I'm running for District 67 School Board in Lake Forest, and you are listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest. Topics include local news, sports, music, food. My name is Pete. I live in Lake Forest. We're joined today by Emily Bernal, owner of Bernal Development Services, and she's running for a seat on the District 67 School Board of Lake Forest. I thought it would be neat to put a spotlight on Emily so the voters and our listeners could learn more about her. Uh, Emily, could you introduce yourself and give us a little background to the listeners? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Emily Bernal. Um, I am a local resident here in Lake Forest. Um, I've been a resident now for a little over four years. Uh, my kids actually started in school on Halloween, believe it or not. So that's kind of a way, way to make a grand entrance, right? Tur- turning out in your costume. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, my husband and I moved here um, back in 2016. Um, both he and I are really um, absolutely love this area, love uh, Lake Forest, love everything that it has to offer. And Certainly when we um, you know, moved back in 2016, we made a commitment to ourselves that we'd certainly uh, spend the time to give back and serve our community. So that's honestly what has led me to seek the school board um, position. So. Okay. Fantastic. Tell me about your business. Very cool. You're a business owner, oh, huh? Thanks. Yeah. So small business owner, um, relatively new venture. I uh, decided to kind of, um, you know, spread my wings and go out on my own in 2019. Unbeknownst to me, there's a pandemic brewing right. in 2020. But um, essentially, um, my business kind of evolved out of my um, roles at an architectural and engineering firm. Um, I, believe it or not, uh, way back when was recruited Um, kind of out of commercial real estate. And uh, I was doing more contracts and legal work in that industry. And I was recruited by this firm for a real interesting role. It was more um, heavily based in research. It was kind of um, in a department that was called development services. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm really good at research. I really like reading, writing, you know, kind of summarizing things. So I'm like, sure, let's give it a go. Well, I, you know, went in, you know, nailed the interview. It was um, a really, you know, kind of a just, gosh, talk about diving in, you know, head first kind of thing. Right. I went in and um, ended up getting the position and just found a real, that I loved it. Uh, it was a very niche role. Um, I was, you know, one of uh, many in this department, but I learned um, the industry very quickly um, and kind of slowly worked my way up through this firm. Um, and, you know, certainly got to a point because unfortunately I'm neither an architect or an engineer you can only get to a certain point in certain uh, in certain professions. So, right. you know, certain ar- architects, you need to have a certain number of years to be like a project manager and so forth. So unfortunately, it kind of got to as far as I could go. And then um, back in 2017 was um, kind of contemplating actually a complete career change. And then it turned out that I um, uh, found uh, of another architectural firm that wanted to create this development services department. So I was kind of telecommuting between Tampa Florida and um, Lake Forest for two years, developing oh, wow. an apartment for this, this architecture firm. Yeah. And helping them kind of build and grow it. And then just after the two, doing that for two years, I kind of had an epiphany. I'm like, you know what? I think I could handle this on my own. I really do think that um, I could uh, be successful at 
really kind of selling the service, um, you know, to my repeated clients, but also just through other, um, you know, large engineering firms or um, construction companies. Um, really what I do essentially in a nutshell is really help people understand um, a municipal approval or permitting process. Now that could be for a residential, like a homeowner, they could be adding an addition or, you know, tearing down their home, rebuilding and kind of explaining what it's going to take them to um, navigate that process. You know, what kind of permits you're going to need, how much time it will take you, the costs associated with it, all that kind of stuff. And certainly with commercial projects, there's a lot more complexity, but a lot of that stuff, um, knowing that well in advance of actually breaking ground really helps people. And so that is um, that I've, I've just found, you know, over the years with my relationships with um, clients and, you know, other municipalities, right. uh, you know, word of mouth, I've been able to continue, um, you know, to successfully, you know, kind of expand on my own. So in a nutshell, yeah, just helping people navigate the municipal world. And then you're, to, to get a hold of your services, it's Bert, Bernalds.com? dot com. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Okay. Got it. Good. So, you know, when we, when we spread out to our 20,000 listeners, you know, you have somebody else that want to. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. <laughs> so cool. You, you came here four years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. What the heck? How did you figure out that you wanted to be on a, on a board, uh, especially, uh, Six, District 67 school board. I've done yeah, well, believe it or not, part of my role actually has exposed me to boards. In my, uh, with one of my larger clients, um, I'm actually that person that's presenting before the plan commission, um, board of zoning appeals or city council presenting those yeah. jobs. So I've always had exposure to uh, municipal boards, how they work. And believe it or not, I've had to, you know, uh, ask mayors to help me get a certificate of occupancy for some of my jobs back on some some of my restaurant projects. So, um, you know, that part of understanding local government is is something that um, I've always had been fascinated with and have have an interest in. Um, Kind of segueing into District 67 and the board itself, Really, you know, when we, my husband and I moved here, we both were, you know, just discussing about really how do we give back? You know, we both really wanted to be more involved in our community. Um, Where we had moved before, he and I both had really long commutes. We could never really do much volunteering or, you know, he he was able to coach from time to time, but like I Mm -hmm. had a hard time becoming like um, more involved with the schools, like, you know, either being a room mom or something like that. It was very difficult because of my long commute into work. So I just found that, you know, certainly now being able to kind of have more command of my schedule, it opened up the opportunity to explore um, a position on, a, on the board. So I just happened to kind of be following, you know, the District 67 updates. And, and I noticed last, actually last spring, when um, the board president, I think, had retired and they were starting to seek interest. And actually, I had just thrown my hat in at that point and said, hey, you know, I'm interested. And I actually interviewed in, in the spring with the board and um, did not get selected, but they had kept my application. And so right. then, you know, funny enough, I honestly didn't realize um, the involvement of the caucus. And I did not go through the caucus project process at first. And uh, because it, I just, I just submitted the application, kind of like followed what the district board, right, right, board right, right. decided, hey, you know, submit. So um, <clears throat> anyway, long story short, um, then I, my second time applying, um, I went through the caucus and then have been um, obviously going through that process as a, as a result. But 
it's um, definitely, you know, not the caucus process is not the same in every community. I mean, where I where we were living before, I mean, I think you just submit an application and they they meet you and that was it. There really wasn't. That was it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't an extensive interview process at all. So um, it was definitely a, a first for me. So um, I think uh, after um, my husband happened to go golf or speak with a former council member, he's like, oh, she didn't get selected because she didn't go through the caucus process. And he's like, have her look into this, you know, for future consideration. So that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, how I stumbled upon it. But Got it. So you had a passion for it. You, yeah. you started with the... Um... The, the caucus websites, uh, you put mm -hmm. an application in, right. you put the things that you're interested in. Correct. Uh, and depending on the needs at the time, they, they get back to you. Right. Whatever the first interest was didn't work out. But then the second time around, uh, they brought you in, you met with uh, a bunch of uh, caucus committee people. They Correct. sat it down, talked to you, quote unquote, vetted you out. Yeah, yeah, you made, definitely. Made, made, it, made it to the next level. Right. Then you met right. with the entire caucus committee. Right. Right. Yes. You had to do that, do that again, get vetted again. Right. And then you were selected to be a, a candidate for the board and you're going to be up for election uh, come April, right? Correct. Yeah, it, okay. it is definitely a, a very involved process um, right. and certainly very appreciated, you know, um, it was interesting to go through it. You know, you never really know what you're going to be asked, but I think they asked very thoughtful, intelligent questions. I mean, I think they really want to find those candidates that are a true partner with the community, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, you know, I've appreciated it. It's certainly thrown me into situations that I have not yet been, you know, exposed to, which, um, you know, for instance, the annual meeting, we had um, all candidates, you know, including aldermen that were there, and that was really interesting. I wasn't really expecting it to be quite like that, but it was, it was yeah. really um, very interesting to see. So. No, it's uh, a lot of people in Lake Forest don't, don't understand what the process is. And part of the reason why, you know, I'm passionate about doing this is just to let other people know, Hey, look, you're not doing this for the money. You're doing it because you're passionate, right. you know, about helping out, giving back. And there's other people that could feel the same way. And they don't mm -hmm. understand what the process is. So it's right. Hey, look, this is what you did. You know, you're you're you know up up for the running. Uh, there's nothing magical about it. It's you know two or three tough meetings to get through, mm -hmm. and then you know you're running. So right. Getting back to you as a, a candidate, is there anything particular you're passionate about District 67? Because 67, mm -hmm. I mean, that's. Uh, that's the grade schools, the middle schools, mm -hmm. right? One one five is the high school, right? Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, honestly, education in general has always been a passion yeah. of mine. Um, I am the daughter of two second career educators. Um, my mom is actually by profession an occupational therapist, but um, had chosen to go off when my brother and I were younger, and she developed her own um, uh, kind of like a pre-kindergarten program uh, for a school where I lived in Michigan. And my dad was um, a metallurgical and mechanical engineer, but taught at a community um, college in, again, the area that I grew up in Michigan. So education has always been a very important topic that kind of surrounded our, my family. I have one older brother and he and I, just from a very early age, were, you know, obviously taught, you know, um, the importance of having a good education, um, you know, certainly the foundations of what makes that 
um, you know, important uh, for really advancing yourself um, professionally and just in society. In addition to that, though, my mom and dad really gave back. Um, I grew up in a smaller community in Michigan, um, southeast, southeast lower Michigan, outside of the Detroit area. We, at the time when my family was there, we didn't really have a real well-established parks and recs department. And I was chomping at the bit because I was younger. I desperately wanted to play some sport. You know, I was so envious of my older brother who was three years older than me that got to do soccer and basketball and everything. And so my mom and mom and dad recognized, along with some other parents that had been they had met through my older brother, that there really was a need to develop this in the community. And they became one of the first families to help really create this rec, rec department for the, the community members to take advantage of. So, you know, seeing that, um, you know, at a young age and being part of that, you know, really has always left a, a lasting impression. And I think too, that my, my mom in particular really has always been a huge influence um, because again, as an occupational therapist, she's always helped, um, she's always helped uh, people with special needs. And, um, you know, especially I, higher risk kids as well. And as right. I got into college, um, you know, I, certainly like most, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'd always thought, thought, you know, I'd likely end up kind of transitioning to teaching like both my parents. Um, and, uh, you know, so I really kind of went, went with more of what I was comfortable with and, you know, went in like history with in political science. It was something I had, I really enjoyed always. And honestly had thought at the time when I was graduating, yeah. I'd, you know, kind of lead into getting my PhD in teaching. That's what I, ultimate dream. Well, then life happened. And, you know, I decided to take a, take a break from school, kind of get my bearings and sure. then found honestly, my, my talents and passions were more in that real estate develop, development industry. So, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say going back to the passion is just a lot of my volunteerism in college was through um, my campus ministry. I was one of the students that helped with one of the Philadelphia public schools and they had an after school program. And that experience alone was so impactful that I've always tried to find ways that I could um, continue to give back to the community to see the, the needs in particular. This is, you know, an inner city school. And um, as part of the campus ministry too, we would um, often go to, you know, we went to actually one summer for several weeks, we went out to um, Pittsburgh and uh, we, we worked in um, uh, housing projects and seeing basically our role was kind of paint a community center, you know, kind of um, hang out with the kids and do all that kind of stuff. And I think that was probably one of the most eye-opening experiences I've ever had um, cause I was 19, maybe 19 and a half. And I had yeah. a lot of little girls coming up to me asking if, if I could, they could, can you be my mom? And I just, I stopped to thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, I'm like, here I am, I'm 19. I don't know what I'm doing with myself, you know, and, yeah, yeah. These, and just my impact and just, and even, even, at, even kind of continuing that at the, at the public school, the, the kids just so desperately wanted you to just sit with them and just listen and a lot of the little girls I, that would, you know, kind of hang out with me when I was there in the after school program, they didn't need help. They just, they, they just wanted someone to sit there and just right. watch them do their work. And, you know, and they would, they would try and make up ways to ask me for help, but they just really wanted to, to sit there and, you know, and um, me to kind of be a friend, you know, and right. it, it, you know, certainly showed me a different side of education, you know, definitely the overcrowding of the schools, things like that. Um, it yeah. was definitely very, um, like I said, a very impactful time in my life that I realized that in some way, you know, made a promise to myself, I would 
continue to give back and continue to give back to kids and, and help kids sure. and really just they're our future, right? <laughs> there, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was just, it's just um, something that always kind of struck a chord with me. So, so all the moms that are listening uh, right now, what do you think they should know about you as far as being a person or being on the board? Like you're a mom, you know, if yeah, you're going to vote right. for someone, what, what should they know about you, Emily? Um, well, I mean, I am truly running and seeking this role um, to be a partner with the community. Um, I'm really looking to be, a, you know, kind of be one of the members on there that really is um, communicative and really yeah. is, is able to be um, a, a transparency, have more transparency, have that voice. Um, and I think that, uh, again, being a mom and having um, a child in particular that has yeah. challenges with school, yeah. It has really, um, you know, again, exposed me to uh, an administrative side of education that I really hadn't been prepared for as a parent. Right. And I think that, you know, that, ex that experience alone has really, you know, kind of changed how I look at education. And I see now, I, I look at it more broadly in the sense that I see it from the administrator side, I see it from the parent side, I see it from the student side, I see it from, you know, the holistic kind of uh, educational system and why, you know, there's so the, more of a holistic view of education now that I've had yeah. to really understand it differently. Um, I have two very different learners in my household. I have a student that has no special needs at all and doesn't need special services. And her, her, her educational journey is a lot different, whereas my right. son's unfortunately has not been easy. Um, but I will say that thankfully I've lived in a community like Lake Forest where I have been able to get the resources and needs that he, he needs to be successful and to be confident. And, you know, he um, is doing wonderful. You know, he's having a really good year. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm not really any different than any of the other moms, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I there's a lot of working moms, um, you know, it's just, I think that the experience alone with the schools, you know, and since the time he was very little and as in kindergarten is when a lot of this started for our family. Um, it, it's just my way of giving back because um, I see how much they have given to our family. And so right. I, being on a board of such importance, you know, I think it's uh, something that has um, education just in general has just been such a, a, a huge focal point in my life. And now again, here in my, you know, my little family here, education is really always such a huge, huge day-to-day, -day, you know, sure. conversation. So I, I don't know. All right, let me, let me ease it up. Let, <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Let me ease it up for you. What, uh, what, do, you, what do you guys like to hang out in Lake Forest? You like the oh, beaches? You got, yeah, you know. we do. Uh, definitely beaches. Um, you know, we, um, gosh, I love chiefs. <laughs> you know, we, we do like to um, uh, go actually just even to sit and eat ice cream out at Market Square. Um, you know, we do love the opportunity to be able to eat and walk around and window shop. You know, that's the, right. one of the great points of uh, Lake Forest. Um, you know, we are uh, members of Lake Forest Club. We just recently joined that. So we've um, spent, you know, a great deal of time over there. Um, certainly when the weather's nicer. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it, we really try and take advantage of uh, all things Lake Forest. I mean, we're fortunate too that we live close to the open land. So um, yeah. I, I honestly, my kids wellness when everything was pandemic was we were out riding bikes in the open lands, you know, that was our, right. our uh, gym class for the day. So 
we really, you know, we really have tried to embrace the community as much as we possibly can. There's really so much to offer. And I know with my kids, I try and, you know, make it fun whenever we're out, we're looking for, you know, types of birds or trees or, you know, whatever it might be. So it's, it, we really are very fortunate to have so many natural resources, you know, at our disposal. Right. So. so you're looking forward to the election? I, you know, I am, it's, I, I am, it's really, um, it's an exciting time. It's still, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting process. Um, you know, it's exciting. Um, I think that, uh, you know, really um, a lot of the people that are involved are really doing it for the right reasons. You know, they're really right. seeking um, board membership because they're just very passionate about, you know, education and public education in the city. So, well, I can't think more of, man, to be on the school board, holy cow, you are a better person than me. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, there are so many, there's so many different ways you, you can, uh, so many different opinions out there and you have to wade through all the subjectivity and get down to the objective things at, at hand. Right. Uh, thank goodness you, you're, you'll, you'll have other people to uh, split the risk oh, yeah. with. <laughs> no, of course. I mean, yeah, just, you're just one voice, certainly when you're a board member, but that's actually yeah. kind of the neat part about it is being kind of that yeah. collaborative team member, you know, we're really kind of taking in all that information, that data and that from the superintendent or, you know, whomever may be presenting before us and really kind of yeah. analyzing it and, you know, working collectively as a team. I mean, it's, you know, certainly it's uh, one of the most important boards you can be on, you know, really right. to preserve our kids' education and continue to make this area highly sought after. I mean, honestly, that's why we moved here was for the schools. So, um, it, you know, I'm, to be honest, I'm a little competitive and I, I don't like hearing about Nutrier. My husband actually uh, works for Winnetka. So I constantly hear okay. about what Nutrier is doing. <laughs> so right, so right. I get that kind of story and I'm like, oh, geez, you know, but, you know, it's in the area in the North Shore, it, you hear more about Nutrier and or Stevenson. So, you know, right. uh, Lake Forest is, we've got a, you know, a wonderful, wonderful school system that I think needs to be championed more. So, you know, we'll give them a run we'll, for their money for sure. Oh, we'll give them a run. And it's all relative too. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you come from Detroit or South of yeah. Detroit. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I come <laughs> from uh, inner city Chicago and I look at everything that all the facilities out here, I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. And, and it's, and it's public. Oh my goodness. What, what did I miss, Emily? I don't want to I want to keep you too long. Anything um, else that we should know about you guys? Boy, um, well, I mean, just to, I mean, I have a sixth grader at Deer Path and I have a fourth okay. grader at Everett. Um, you know, my husband, and like I said, we've been here for four years. Uh, he and I have been married for 14 and, um, you know, really have always um, public service in general. I mean, you know, he's certainly works for municipalities. So he's, you know, kind of a public servant and he also actually served in the army um so you know giving back oh, has awesome. always again been a forefront i mean I, my my little guy actually is often talked about being a police officer at a very young age and when he when right. i asked him why it was because he wanted to help people and so yeah. it, that's kind of the core of our family it's just really at the end of the day we really um like force us home we want to give back um you know it's i i can't think of a better way, at least for me personally, um, how through how education has touched me just on so many different levels. Um, for me, it was kind of a natural board to um, progress towards. Uh, but, um, you know, it, like, like I said, it's just we, this is our forever home. We're, you know, again, I'm just sure. 
really more or less trying to give give of my time because I really just truly want to and I want to give back to my community. So oh, that's awesome, Emily. Again, you're definitely a better person than I am. I think we need to uh, <laughs> hold an informal board meeting at Chiefs uh, exactly. one, one of these days. <laughs> yeah. See yep, each other definitely. instead of these, these, these screens. I know. Well, I agree. <laughs> Well, again, if you're interested in learning more about Emily's company, check out her company's website. That's B-E-R-N-A-H-L-D-S.com, Bernalds.com. Again, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcast. Smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. And again, I'm Pete, and I can be reached at Pete. That's lakeforestil.blog. Thanks, guys, and cue the music. Holy crap, one take Emily. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Your first podcast, you killed it. Thank you. <laughs>